This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Teenagers who get their driver's license at age 18 or later may be missing important safety training that's usually given to younger drivers. A policy change could improve driver safety training at all ages. If you're waiting until you're 18 or after 18, later time, you're still a novice driver but really haven't driven in that same context, it can be quite challenging and quite dangerous. Then, if you've bought into the stereotype of mean teens, recent research may surprise you. A lot of parents would be surprised just how kind their kids are outside of the home context. Kids are kind in nuanced ways, and adolescents or teenagers in particular demonstrate a lot of kindness. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. Stay with us. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Young teenagers must receive thorough safety training in order to get a driver's license. Yet when the applicant is 18 or older, this extra training isn't required. One expert says this policy should be changed. With more, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Parents with teenagers might cringe when their 16-year-old kids get driver's licenses worrying about their safety. But a new study shows there appear to be important safety benefits when getting that license as soon as possible. Joining us now is Dr. Federico Vaca, Professor of Emergency Medicine and Director of the Driving Simulation Research Center at Yale University. Dr. Vaca, you say teens who get licenses right away actually face more supervision and required practice than older first-time drivers. Tell us about the graduated driver licensing program. What kind of requirements it places on teens? Yeah, so GDL is a licensing policy that now is integrated throughout all of the United States, each of the states, um, initially in 1996, where this began to be rolled out in individual states. And what allows it, it's really focused on really trying to get our teen novice drivers to be safer. And as you can imagine, just as the phrase is stated, graduated driver's licensee, the individual drivers learn how to graduate from one maybe less difficult part of driving, just being aware of the roadway, to other contexts or other settings to allow them to graduate ultimately into independent driving licensure. So while we think of restrictions as kind of a negative, in the negative light, these restrictions are really focused on safety, learning safety, allowing the team to know what it's like and be introduced gradually into nighttime driving, driving with certain passengers, and all these are really focused on hopefully on the back end, and once they go through GDL, graduated driver's licensure, that they're safer driving when they come out during that time period. Another component of that, of course, is what we call supervised practice driving. So these are important restrictions because they do ultimately, and the research is very clear about saving lives and saving the numbers of crashes for teen drivers that go through GDL. But the point is, if you get a license at, say, 20 years old instead of 16, you likely miss out on these graduated driver licensing programs, don't you? Yeah, that's exactly right. And there are only a handful of states in the United States that have extended their graduated driver's license program. And so the majority of states, basically, if you end up wanting to get your license at age 18, 
you pretty much can, you know, once you hit 18, go out to the DMV, apply for your license, take the exam. And if you pass, you're ready to go and drive away in the vehicle with your full independent licensure. So from that perspective, you do miss out in the opportunities of graduating from one step to the next step, being able to get some experience because it's all about exposure and experience in driving, again, driving with other passengers, driving in nighttime, other different types of roadways that otherwise a supervised practice driving episode or multiple episodes would allow you to have so you get more experience. So that exactly is the key point. Now, On the other end, some would argue, well, if you wait to be 18 and then drive during that time period, say 16 to 18, you're not driving, actually delaying your driving licensure may be a good thing. Absolutely. You're not being exposed. You're not behind the wheel. You're probably not going to get in a crash. But at the same time, once you begin to drive and say it's 18, 18 and a half and you go get your license, you begin driving. You don't have any of that experience that you have had had you gone through the GDL program. Now, what's your study report about the dangers of driving at night? How substantial, if you can characterize, are those dangers? When you begin to learn how to drive, of course, the first things that, you know, we don't think of it, you and I or others that drive have been driving for 15, 20, 30 years, don't think about many of the things that we do when we're behind the wheel. There's a lot of automaticity that happens and comes along over times of driving exposure. And that's just the mechanical part of that. But being in different contexts, maybe in different roadways, whether it's a rural, urban, city driving, when nighttime comes into it, obviously, this kind of elevates the level of complexity of driving. You're looking out at the roadway, lights are coming at you, you may not be able to see pedestrians, cyclists, and these sorts of things. And given the understanding that it's very well and very clear that if you look at the literature epidemiology of serious injury, fatal crashes, once you get past about eight, nine, ten o'clock in the evening, you know, this is kind of where things kind of go a little bit awry. There are people that are drowsy that are driving. There are large trucks that have been on the roadway over many hours. There are people that are on medications, people that are using drugs or alcohol. Unfortunately, driving right alongside us, and particularly this increases as you go over the nighttime period into the early morning period as well. So that's where we see if we were to look at the epidemiology of fatal and serious injury crashes, pretty much once you start getting into the early and into the late evening, certainly in the early mornings, that's where the largest number, large proportion of fatal and serious injury crashes occur. So as you can imagine, it's important for a new, a novice driver, a team driver to learn how to drive to be safe and drive in the evening time, dark time period, nighttime period. But initially that through a GDL program is done with a supervised practice driving session with a parent, somebody else that's been licensed for extended period of time so they can teach them, tell them what to look for and they can get oriented to nighttime driving. Again, if you're waiting until you're 18 or after 18, later time, you're still a novice driver but really haven't driven in that same context, it can be quite challenging and quite dangerous. We're visiting with Dr. Federico Vaca, professor of emergency medicine and director of the Driving Simulation Research Center at Yale University. Doctor, what policies might be put in place to help young people who delay getting their license be as safe as possible? 
one consideration in, in our research is really at this point, the research that we have put out there that just was released, we're looking at factors that are part of reasons people might choose to delay their licensure. And, you know, our argument there is that if you start and you're able to go through GDL, that's of great benefit. Things are a little bit different for those individuals that are novice drivers that begin to drive after the age of 18 once they kind of age out of this GDL time period. So what might we be able to do to kind of keep people safer, even novice drivers that are 19, 20, 21 years old? And that is really the potential extension of a GDL system. There are other countries across the world and a handful of states here that have extended their GDL program. So really, while it sounds like easy to say in a single breath, it's something that really has to be even further evaluated further assess some of the states that do have extensions in the GDL program are in the process of doing that. We do have some historical knowledge of that in other countries, but of course, you know, the political and the policy context and landscape is a little bit different there. Driving is a bit different there, but this is something that I think is very viable for exploring the potential of extending GDL across the different states according to what's needed within those states. That would be a great place to start, as well as the education part for parents to understand why GDL is important, why those restrictions are in place, and the hope that some of those restrictions are not deterrents from allowing their children to go through a GDL program. Of course, there are some socioeconomic pieces to consider, but those are at least a couple of really important places to start. Dr. Federico Vaca, Director of the Driving Simulation Research Center at Yale University, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, are teenagers mean or are they kind? Eye-opening research coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. <laughs> <laughs> 